With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing. Help save lives. And so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down with their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500 triple a heating and air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new hvac unit but you have to call today 803-677-1500 and tell them you heard about this deal on 107.5 the game's gamecock central podcast The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 into like a 210 range. Uh, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. The game. A minute after 11 o'clock, Tuesday morning, and welcome back in. Extra point continuing with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler here, Preston Thorne, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, all here to talk Carolina football. Um, Got a lot yesterday. Heard from offensive players. Some uh, some new nicknames that we're being exposed to. A lot to unpack from a lot of media availability yesterday for South Carolina. Got a poll question. Um, a lot to get to here in this hour. Uh, let me start you with this, though, because this is uh, we just finished with this at the end of the 10 o'clock hour. Um, but did you all see uh, Lane Kiffin's new punter? Yes, yes. Have you ever heard of a story like that? You know, with, with kickers... And in this case, punters, that does sometimes happen. Like, they will get in a situation where they'll be like, all right, is there anybody on this campus that has kicked before, kicked in high school? Um, sometimes you even, and, and I, didn't, I didn't read all the details on this, sometimes you do have a guy or two on your campus that was at a smaller school, gave up football to just go to a bigger school and just be a student, and they end up having open tryouts. Like, that's the one position you can just kind of – Walk out of the frat lots uh, onto the field. Apparently, yeah. Six one two fifty is uh, is what's what's his name? Charlie? Is it Pollock? Yeah, Charlie Pollock. Punted in the outstanding. Yeah, lots of frat activity going on there. Amazing. Um, 
I almost wonder, like, why does Lane Kiffin need, even need to have a punter? If he's going to go for it on fourth down most of the time, doesn't he have somebody else on his team that could kick it? Like, if Carolina, if all of Carolina's punters got hurt, I'm sure Jaheim Bell could kick the crap out of a football down the field. Has anybody made the joke yet that Lane probably found him because he was he himself was hanging <laughs> out in the, in the Greek yet. village oh, at well Ole Miss? Done. I thought it. <laughs> Everybody thought it. <laughs> Old Lane. He's a new he's a new man. Oh, new he man. turned over a new leaf. Yeah. Okay. He's just my favorite. That's that's so good. Um has there has there been anybody like that that's gotten a spot on Carolina's team like that? Well, I don't know if Zeb was in a fraternity, but he <laughs> Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a recent example. He might have had some frat activity too. He was at least in um, the building. There there, you know, there's somebody then, I can't place. You'll you'll hear of NFL players. Name. And you'll be sitting there listening, and you'll be like, they signed this guy, and he was just working at Best Buy. Like, yeah. you hear that all the time. Mark Wahlberg. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. In that movie. Yeah. In that movie, yeah. Right after the Eagles. Did, that was a real story, though, right? Did, did Lou Holtz ever story. have, didn't he have an open kicker tryout at some point? Or No, am, we, were pretty, I, we were pretty set on kickers. We had, uh, had Courtney, you know, right? Daniel Weaver. Courtney was right before him. Okay. Daniel Weaver, Joey Bowers. Why does the name Charlie, Charlie Carpenter? Charlie Carpenter is my guy. <laughs> Charlie Carpenter is my guy, but Charlie was Charlie was around, and uh, maybe I don't even know Charlie's story, but Charlie just sort of appeared. And Charlie, <laughs> I don't know if you listen out there, but Charlie was definitely into some frat activities. So <laughs> shout out fit, Charlie, it's the bill. Shout out to my guy Charlie. That's funny. Uh, got a text here uh, reminding me of Sarah Fuller last year for Vanderbilt or two years ago for Vanderbilt. Same. Yep. Yeah, that was Very a good one. Strong story. Um, some good ones. Anyway, love Lane Kiffin. Love that kind of stuff. 803-404-6100. Brock says Lane Kiffin is my spirit animal. That's a good one. That's a very good one. I've um, got a poll question for you guys today. It is Tuesday, which means we are continuing our schedule breakdown for South Carolina. And uh, I've also noticed that South Carolina's schedule, you can like really perfectly separate almost like a game because you have the open week after game six. So it's really like your halftime. So the second half of Carolina's schedule, the third quarter uh, is the Texas A&M game, the Missouri game, both of those at home. And then you have the Vanderbilt game on the road, giving people three options, 0-3, 1-2, 2-1, 3-0. And 85% of the voters on Twitter today say South Carolina will be 2-1 in that stretch. Chris, any strong objection? That feels like a feels like an easy one. So, say, say them one more time so it'll help me visualize it again. Versus Texas A&M yeah. versus Missouri. Yeah. At Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think two and one's fair. I, I think is everybody in the else in the mode of until Carolina actually beats Texas A and M, you just count it. You remember they the last two years has not <laughs> has not gone well. And the ones before that it was always a close game. They just could not get over the hump. Something always happened right. in that game. I I think people feel that way. And and to your point, like Texas A and M has beaten South Carolina in so many different ways in like various forms of humiliation, like blowouts, close wins. You know, the game where who was the punter that had the most rushing yards for Carolina at halftime? Who was the punter in twenty nineteen? Uh Joseph. Yes, Joseph Charles Charlton led Carolina in rushing for the first half of that game. That was that was when Carolina was down thirty to three and Will Muschamp kicked a field goal to make it thirty to six at the end of the game. One of my favorite Ooh. moments. Um, my first time at College Station. So, so yeah, I, I think most people will say just believe it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think even taking that out, because I, I do think every game stands on its own. I say stuff like that. I don't actually believe in it, really. 
But I think just kind of as an on paper, you know, Texas A&M, that's a very talented team, you know. And again, I'll just repeat it again, but I had three separate people, three separate occasions tell me that the eye test that Texas A&M was the most impressive looking team last year. That's above Georgia, above anybody else. I had three separate people on three different occasions say that. But whatever that's worth, and I'm sure obviously they number one recruiting class, guys coming in left and right. Now, as you said, Pearson, that might just mean that Jimbo's underachievement for what they get accomplished mm-hmm. and they're ripe to be taken. But I think that w- one person told me, I was like, yeah, right. But I had two other people tell me, three separately related people tell me that same sort of idea. When um, they've always ha- seemed like they've had a lot of talent. The, the game in 2020, my champs last year, and to your point, Preston, they brought in their D-line class that they brought in for this 2022 class. I, I mean, what is it? Wes, was it like four or five stars or something on the D? I mean, it's yeah, just it absurd. Insane. So they're, they're adding a lot more. The 2020 team, though, <laughs> I remember their defensive line walked out for like the first series, and I literally laughed. They were so... <laughs> Like Bobby Brown, like Preston, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. this is Bobby Brown. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he I, like I saw him come out, and I was like, "What is that?" He's that single digit's <laughs> getting stretched way far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they were they were loaded, and you know they they have a lot of talent. So um, that's going to be a difficult game. But Missouri, you know Vanderbilt, you know we'll go ahead and throw in our Vanderbilt shot of the day. Mm-hmm. Missouri. I've heard from some people around the league and things of that nature that people are kind of like, I don't know about Missouri. They don't yeah, look very like good. Yeah, it seems like there's a cliff after yeah. whoever you think is fifth in the East. Yeah. I, I think this one of the uh, the various sort of quarters of the season we've looked at is kind of the most cut and dry. Like, I, I know, I say that knowing you never really know in football we can be surprised, but I think on paper, A&M, going to firmly be the favorite against South Carolina and it's it's as we've seen the last few years a terrible matchup for South Carolina home or away and then um, you know look at Vandy they somehow hung around and almost beat South Carolina last year but still on paper that's a game Carolina will and should win and then Missouri uh, you know their quarterback situation on top of not having a lot of dynamic talent elsewhere they don't have like a difference maker a guy that could maybe bridge the gap a little bit uh, you know, at quarterback either. So, you know, I think the other ones, there were like more toss-ups in there. Mm-hmm. This one, you sort of definitively can say at least percentage-wise, all right, there's a really good chance South Carolina will beat Missouri, beat Vandy, and frankly, a really good chance A&M will beat South Carolina. Are you believe it when you see it with the A&M game? Well, yeah, I just, I think it's, I just think it's a bad matchup yeah. for South Carolina, and I think they are, a&M is really, really talented. So mm-hmm. it's not even when, – when I say I believe it, you know, when I see it, that to me would more be along the lines of like this is a team – these are two teams that are kind of fairly evenly matched, but one team just for whatever reason consistently finds a way to beat the other, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, they should win, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. In this case, I'm kind of like, you know, A&M, to me, they're, they're, they're not – where Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia is in the results category. Right. But in just sheer talent, particularly up front, uh, you know, defensive front especially, offense front, it's just such a bad matchup for South Carolina. Like, they're, 
they're among the elite, I think, in their talent, uh, at least at, at those positions. Yeah, well, I, I want to come back to that. that. That's an important that's an important part of the puzzle. But I, I will also point out Carolina fans, I think, kind of felt the same way about Auburn because they hadn't beaten Auburn in like 100 years, and then they just did it in back-to-back years. I mean, it was really almost a, yeah. like the 1930s, I think, was the last time they'd beaten Auburn. Um, they couldn't beat Auburn in any any sport. Yeah, I mean, fencing <laughs> can't can't beat them. I mean, yeah. just whatever. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I, I want to dig back into it. I mentioned the schedule earlier for Texas A and M, but I want to get y'all's thoughts. And I know um, the y'all is it uh, Mark Passwater over at Aggie L. I know y'all have done stuff with him before. I think y'all are more connected to uh, Texas A and M than I. I don't know a single Texas A and M fan or anything in my <laughs> life, but they're a very very interesting team. And I, I wonder as we. You know, again, this is game seven for both of these schools. We can look at it on paper now. Even looking at it on paper that week will be a very different story than whatever the the rest of the story is. Injuries, momentum, upsets, big wins, big losses that will, you know, a lot of times define how the game gets played out. So I want to dig into that game a little bit more. Not that I'm trying to make a case for Carolina pulling the upset, but just... It is an interesting game, and Texas A&M for me is a very interesting team this year. 803-404-6100. Uh, still no phone lines today, so if you guys would like to participate and weigh in on the discussion, the text line is the best way to do that. Same number, 803-404-6100. You can get all of us on Twitter as well, at Pearson Fowler, at Coach P Tweets, at West Mitchell GC, at GC Chris Clark. Keep voting on the poll question, and we'll talk a little more Texas A&M next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Eleven seventeen Tuesday morning. Welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Preston Thorne, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell here with you talking Carolina football uh, specifically that third, fourth of the schedule for South Carolina versus Texas A&M versus Missouri at Vanderbilt. That Texas A&M game, very interesting one for me at least. We'll dig into it here a little bit more in just a second. want to remind you, coming up, uh, we're having an auction this Friday for uh, a pairing with Ryan Brewer at the 107.5 The Game Golf Tournament, which is going to be one week from Friday, August the 26th. But you can start, uh, you can call in starting on Friday between 12 and 2 to place your bid. The winning bidder will get to play with Ryan and place in a team of four. Plus, you receive a pair of tickets to the home opener against Georgia State. The starting bid is going to be $150, and that includes your entry into the tournament and a portion of the proceeds going to charity. Um, actually, yeah, por- uh, proceeds go to charity. There you go. Coming up this Friday, 12 to 2, start calling in to auction to go play golf with Ryan Brewer. Um, I wish you good luck because that sounds like a fun opportunity. And also, if you win, I will wish you good luck because you're doing something competitive with Ryan Brewer, which can go a whole lot of different ways. 803-404-6100. I'm talking Carolina football now. Actually, real quick, we were talking about the uh, unusual situation with uh, Ole Miss's new punter. Shadow of Death Valley hit me on Twitter, says not exactly the same scenario, but Danny Ford brought over a soccer player who did double duty that fall between the uh, football team and the football team. Oh, I see what he did there. Uh, Went on to play in the NFL, and it's uh, Donald... Igwe uh, Buike apparently had never played football before, didn't even know the rules of the sport, but was on the soccer team and was asked to come play football. He hit three field goals in the 22-15 Orange Bowl win over Nebraska, which clinched the undefeated season for Clemson. So I guess there's a very notable example of like random dude coming in. It's very common in high school. Um, you know, probably not that common, but does happen at the college level. But um, 
a, a guy uh, who everybody is probably familiar with if you're listening to this show, Spencer Lanning. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanning Spencer? Yeah, he was he was a soccer player um, yeah. at York where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Boyd, the coach at the time, basically was looking for somebody to kick and uh, went to the soccer team and, you know, was just kind of like, all right, is there is there anybody interested in trying football? And um, Lanning ends up, you know, obviously saying yes, ends up being York's kicker and punter, and then ends up preferred walk-on at South Carolina, then ends up in the NFL. And uh, so it was kind of – we always thought it was interesting that, you know, Spencer was all about soccer. And I think he actually had a knee injury of some type that affected him on the soccer field hmm. and just kind of picked up football. And then next thing you know, fast forward, and he's in the NFL. Uh, so it, it does – definitely happened at the high school level that's why i played for eric because i was a soccer player i didn't i didn't ever play football and then he asked me to come kick my junior year really yeah did Did, you play did you hit some pill goals or uh played a little running back too that was fun just like in well in blowouts and then one time when we just had like a bunch of injuries i played a little running back which was fun about Um, to pull up your huddle huh about to pull up your huddle yeah did we ever get a scouting report from ek i did make the news a couple of times because you know I, i would always be in with like the 11th string offensive line <laughs> so it was just like take the handoff and run like hell and so I, I broke a couple of big runs um yeah yeah i probably had like i don't know eight carries or something like that it was fun but anyway then the next year i decided to go up in the booth and i was doing like uh color commentary for the games we did like a online broadcast of all the home games so that was that was the end of my football career but that's how i know eric from playing for him because he wanted me to come kick so there you go there you go um, 803-404-6100, the poll question today, wondering how you think South Carolina will do in the third quarter of their season, Texas A&M, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Uh, seems like everyone's going to go 2-1. and one. That is the safe answer here. I'm interested in Texas A&M. Here is their schedule leading up to the South Carolina game. Sam Houston, Appalachian State, Miami, Arkansas, and Jerry World, at Mississippi State, at Alabama. Now, they do have an open week right before the South Carolina game, but if you tell me that Texas A&M's coming into that game 4-2, and two, having lost to Alabama and let's just say one of Miami, Arkansas, they lost to Mississippi State last year, who's to say it won't happen again? Wes and Chris, does, does this... I'm, I'm just wondering how fragile this Texas A&M team is. Preston said they were the most impressive team in the country physically last year. They went 8-4. and four. Jimbo Fisher has the same record as Kevin Sumlin. Could the wheels come off by the middle of next season? That's a lot of projection. Like that's a <laughs> lot of, you know. Yeah, it could. <laughs> well, they're not going to beat Alabama probably. So then you're just talking about one other loss in there. They they went eight and four last year. They were kind of bad. I, don't know I, I wouldn't have picked them to beat Alabama last year. That's true. That's for and sure. They, yeah, they did. I don't think it'll happen this year. Yeah, without you know because it happened last Nick year. Nick Saban. Nick Saban is on a revenge tour. He is out for blood. I would not pick against Alabama this year. No. In any game. Especially that one. Yes. As we're saying that, the uh, ticker on TV says that Nick Saban says last season was a rebuilding year. (laughs) (laughs) If last year was your rebuilding year. I mean, they lost twice. Yeah. But everyone's Time just for a penc- how horrible. Blow it up. <laughs> everyone's just penciling Texas A and M in top ten team in the coaches poll, top ten team in the AP. Just signed the best recruiting class ever. Let me say that again. This is not projection. 
Jimbo Fisher has the same record as as Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M. Well, Kevin Sumlin had a couple of years where they were incredibly good. Yeah, the, uh, the Johnny Manziel year. With, yeah, with, with Johnny Manziel. I don't know. So, you, but y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all are just buying Texas. That that is the smart no, move. I, I'm overthinking it, but it just feels like maybe they're teetering. I'm not buying Texas A&M versus the world, like versus the the teams they're going to need to beat to to take that next step. Uh, I'm just saying what we've seen the last three years is this is a very bad matchup for South Carolina. Yes. Like on paper, um, it does not end well. Now, mm-hmm. you know, every season, every season is different. Um, if you do. And all, the, the interesting thing about talking about schedules preseason is inevitably there will be teams that uh, we're expecting a lot from. Um, Florida last year, if you'd talked about that game at this point, mm-hmm. um, you would not have, you know, by the time that game happened in reality, Florida was, was done. And South Carolina actually helped put the final, you know, blow there, I, I feel like. But uh, so you can't anticipate those things. And inevitably there will be teams that, Maybe we're overlooking that will be a little bit better than we're expecting too, but um, just on paper, as we sit here August sixteenth, um, it, it's just tough. You know, I, I think it, like Chris said, it was it was kind of weird how closely South Carolina played them for a number of years, but could not get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Even the year when Sean Elliott took over, and um, you know, Carolina went to A and M with Perry playing quarterback and no Steve Spurrier. And, and put up a heck of a fight. But you just look at the last three years, um, you know, it's it's been rough. Also, I think you can mark that Texas A&M game, that fir- first game of the season, that Thursday night, as the downfall, the, the definitive end mm-hmm. of the Spurrier era. What was it? Was it Kenny Hill? Kenny did throw Kenny Hill? Trill, Kenny Trill, yeah. yeah. Kenny Trill, he had, yeah. that was his only game he played this whole year. He lit us up. And everybody's like, "What is going on?" Yeah, you remember, y'all remember that? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Carol- very well. Carolina as a favorite, Carolina as an underdog, Carolina in close games, Carolina in blowouts. Like Texas A&M has beaten South Carolina every way imaginable in the last eight years. So yeah. I, I'm not making the case that Carolina will win that, or even that it's a trap game. I'm just saying it's interesting. And you made the Florida comparison, or even the Auburn comparison. October 22nd may be too early anyway, but I have to imagine anxiety is high in College Station for a team that has so much expectation and has so underwhelmed for basically the entire time Jimbo's been there. Yeah, no no doubt, man. And um, that that game that you're talking about is sort of the uh, – th- that's a perfect example of you really – and the great thing about football, you really don't know what's about to happen because I remember the excitement and the energy here in Columbia. Even though South Carolina lost – we should have seen it coming with all they lost on defense. You had I remember watching they had that documentary on Spurrier the night before the game and you know it's oh South Carolina's at the point now we just rebuild. Like you just you just roll new guys in there and everything's going to be fine. And then I remember so one of the classic shots from that game is they pan to the crowd and there's this picture or image of this uh this girl and uh it, it basically went viral as a meme and it's her just basically with her mouth open like what is happening and um i saw it later on because i was at the game and i busted out laughing because it was shout out it was my friend rebecca walsh somebody i had hung out with before and she went viral on the internet but it just it just summed up the entire day for it's like did that really just happen and i think everybody in that stadium was looking around going 
what now? <laughs> like, this is not what we expected at all. A mark of things to come. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and auspicious for sure. Um, so two and one. All four of us agree two and one. That's where I would be at. I'm there. Preseason. Yeah. Solid. No Texas A&M upset, and Vanderbilt got as close as they were going to get to South Carolina last year. Hopefully. Has it? It's been three years since they've won a conference game. Is that right? Are they getting worse? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, you know, what, what do they say? The, the the night is darkest before the dawn, and Clark oh. Lee's about to take them back to the top of college football. <laughs> okay. so He did say that. He yeah. did say that. That's right. And everyone laughed. <laughs> That's right. And everyone is still laughing about it. 803-404-6100 at Pearson Fowler. Y'all keep voting on the poll question. Seems like this one is pretty well wrapped up, but any other thoughts that you have on that portion of the schedule for South Carolina, would love to hear from you in the text line or on Twitter. You can also get these guys at Coach P Tweets, at GC Chris Clark, at West Mitchell GC, if you have any other Carolina football thoughts. Got to hear from a lot of offensive players yesterday. We'll dig back into some of what we heard from South Carolina players after the first scrimmage. Plus, uh, are you guys feeling creative today? Yes. Yep. Excellent. All right, we're going to have a little brainstorming session later to try to come up with some of the most creative NIL opportunities for Carolina players as inspired by one Nebraska wide receiver who so far is winning all of NIL, (laughs) at least for me. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. 11.34, Tuesday morning, and welcome back in. Gamecock Central Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios of 107.5 The Game. And one of the great sponsors of the Gamecock Central Hour, making this possible for us to do here in studio every single day, are the wonderful people delivering amazing sandwiches over at Firehouse Ups. You uh, asked earlier if we were going to get creative. I would like to get creative with a sandwich from Firehouse Subs. What, what do we add to it? You know, I think just just trading out some ingredients on an Italian, really. Just mm-hmm. maybe adding something here and there. Always take the tomato off. Good, I, man. But I'll tell you, I, I don't really know, Wes. I haven't decided. So I'm going to go on the Rapid Rescue online. Mm. Firehouse Subs app or firehousesubs.com, and I'm going to just kind of peruse what they've got. I, I might want something different than the Italian, but I'll check it out and see and uh, go from there. Check out the ingredients list. Get creative. Build your own kind of deal. Always a good option at Firehouse Subs. 12 locations, by the way, around the Midlands area. That's plenty. Wherever you're listening yeah. to this right now, there's the, the nearest Firehouse Subs is not far from you guys. No doubt. Great That's a good one. thing. Um, so Shane Beamer has made the case several times that he wishes Carolina got a chance to scrimmage somebody. I think that would be great. They're the only sport at any level that doesn't have any sort of uh, preseason game against another opponent. Uh, maybe this is the case against it. So the Carolina Panthers and New England Patriots are uh, participating in a joint practice right now, which the NFL does, in addition to having preseason games. Seems like a really nice meet in the middle. It's not a real game, but you at least get to practice with somebody that's not yourself. Uh, Mike Yuva is live tweeting. Shout out Gamecock Central, also covering the uh, New England Patriots now. Looks like a uh, Five at this point now, Carolina Panthers and New England Patriots have been kicked out of practice yes, after a couple of dust-ups. Uh, Kenny Robinson, defensive back for the Panthers, Kendrick Bourne, Christian Wilkerson, and I uh, don't know who the other two people are yet. That's kind of the point of this thing, though, right? To get out some of the frustration so you don't have to take it out on your teammates? I kind of I like it. I, there's, some, there's some energy in, in the building, it sounds like. 
How, how often, Preston, do teams fight? Like, not, you know, not a brawl. Like, how how often? All right, all right, guys, like, y'all got to chill out. Like, how, how often did that happen in camp? At least, earnestly, probably one one good time in camp. Okay. Like one solid one solid one. And then other ones might be a little fugazi, you know, maybe like, man, we're gonna fight today. <laughs> <laughs> somebody start somebody start the fight up so we can get out of a couple of couple of periods. Or oh, okay. maybe somebody's like, Man, I'm a I wonder if any of those dudes were like, I'm gonna fight today, so because I, I don't wanna practice. Ah. You know? Deep. Somebody Isn't it probably it. worse what happens after you fight and get kicked out of practice? Well, for, though? Sh- for sure in the NFL they their pockets are gonna be a lot lighter. I'm I yeah. imagine this probably Five to ten thousand dollars if you get kicked out of practice. Yeah, I'm. A, that's what I would imagine. I was thinking if you're a college player, that you got to probably got to carry one of those seventy pound medicine balls, <laughs> you know, up the stairs of the stadium. Or you know, as I remember one time, you had to walk around the field holding hands. That's what? probably that's probably not advised anymore. I'm sure that's some some sort of against rules. But yeah, two of my teammates <laughs> fought and had to walk around the field holding hands. So <laughs> that's amazing. Just like one lap. Yeah. Whose punishment was that? I don't. I don't I, as, as I'm saying, his punishment. I feel like I don't want to out that coach who made him do that. Okay. Maybe the, the 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 board will come after them. The board of proper coaching techniques, but you know, it's a little. <laughs> that's just funny because that's like the most 2022 punishment I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of everything that seems like Lou Holtz two a days. That's fascinating. Yeah, I had to walk, walk around the field holding hands. That's really good. I'll, I'll always remember preseason camp in 2015. It was a big story that Cam Newton and Josh Norman had gotten into a altercation at practice. And everyone was like, oh, this guy's a hot dog. This guy's whatever. And it was like, no. Nah. Like, this is a team that was about to go on a Super Bowl run. And they were, like, freaking pumped. I remember, like, Even at the time, I was like, that's good. Like, you, I, I like to see that kind of intensity and that kind of competitive fire. It's probably not good if it's, like, one wide receiver punching another wide receiver. But if you got a quarterback and a DB or an OL and a DL, I kind of like that. Yeah, see, the tough situation with Cam is that he's bigger than everybody, yeah. and he's the quarterback, so he's protected, too. So it's like you cannot win that battle because he could probably pick you up and slam you, mm-hmm. which he could have. I don't know if you remember that specific clip, but he had Josh Norman sort of pinned up by the chest, mm. and he was just smiling like a maniac. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like we can't do anything with him. He's 6'5", 240 or whatever, and he's also the team captain in most cherished asset on the team, so nobody can touch him either. Mm. So lose, lose for Josh Norman. For sure, in that situation. no, yeah. like you don't want to fight him because he's going to beat you. But then also, if you fight him, he's going to beat you. <laughs> you're going to get fined or kicked off. So it's just a bad. Situation. Yeah, and if you win, then everyone's mad at you because you just hurt the quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, the joint practice is like. I mean, I don't know. That that stuff seems like it. It should happen. Like, don't don't you need a release at some point? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, just just you hear the coaches say it all the time, and it's one of the cliches. But just to hit another color jersey, or to hit somebody different, or practice against somebody else, it 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 is a different level of practice because you can only do the same things, but so long before it gets sort of tedious. Well, doesn't at some point your defense knows what your offense is doing in practice, and your offense knows all your tendencies from your defense as well. So maybe maybe you cheat a little bit, take that extra step, and you maybe need – it's probably not a bad thing to have to react again or to have to think a little bit as opposed to kind of just, oh, we see the same offense every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah, and it's not even – it might not even be schematically because maybe you are paying attention. I know for us, when we played, we knew all the 
but let me get this right. All the baseball teams were run calls. So if they called out Braves or Rangers, we're like, oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> Rangers means run right. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, you're going to hedge over a little bit to the right <laughs> and then make the play. So it might be schematically, but also it's just if I know your tendencies as a person, like yeah, every time Wes comes up to the line and blinks his eyes twice, he's going to he's not really blitzing, he's fake blitzing or something like that. Like, <laughs> you pick up those tendencies eventually. And so you're right. Just to be able to have to actually think again mm-hmm. is a big part of practicing. Have y'all heard any good reasons why there can't be preseason scrimmages or joint practices? I, I think there's no there's no real good reason, in my opinion. Like, I get, I mean, I guess I get this, this injury. It, it, like, is that not what people say, like, the reason yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, people I don't, get hurt anyway. I mean, Marshawn yeah, Boyd just, you know... I don't. I don't. Minor fractured his foot or whatever. I was just thinking. Of, I, I remember one of our one of our centers at one point. He had a, a twitch where his his tricep would flex right before he snapped the ball. Whoa! Every single time, and obviously we figured that out. So even if they went on too, if you didn't see his tricep flexing, you knew he wasn't going to snap the ball. So you would always you'd be teeing off on a dude because you knew wow. it was like a split second tricep snap and you would just that was like our little secret in the defensive room that's incredible so yeah. f- physically that was just his arm like loading up to yeah. snap the ball yeah and everybody has certain ticks that you probably have whereas another team wow. if they didn't play against him that long enough you may or may not notice but yeah it can happen that's really interesting so no good reason but it'll still never happen I could see it happening one day. I feel like, like it's not like college football has been immune to changes lately. That's true. Like there's been all types of changes, and I, you know, here's the, the thing. coaches are getting more power, and the coaches are the ones that don't want this. Well, you just said Shane Beamer does want it. Well, so, yeah, he so seems I, to be an ally. There are enough I think a lot of like coaches. Stoops I think a lot of coaches do want it. I would think. Yeah, I was. It's I was trying to. I was trying to find. I don't. I don't know if there's been some recent poll. This has been around for a long time. I was actually looking because I was trying to remember some things about this. It's been around since at least 2012. Like, I pulled up something here that's talking about Brady Hoke, remember him, (laughs) and Dabo Swinney, like, vocally saying they wanted it, and apparently Bob Stoops and Nick Saban were against it at the time. That's probably the main reason it hasn't happened. Nick Saban. (laughs) We got to see if if Nick's on board with it. If he is, then it'll happen. If not, then maybe not. Everything in college football will be easier when he retires because everyone you can actually like vote democratically. It won't just be a dictatorship, which it is right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Plus, whenever they bring something, like everybody just kind of looks over at Nick to decide what he's going to do. It's like, what? or are they just like, even if they don't, they do that, or they just do what he did, tries to <laughs> tries to do. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah, frustrating. In any case. Uh, a bunch of people have been kicked out of uh, Panthers and Patriots practice, and maybe that's not the end of it, but y'all uh, keep checking on that. Kind of this an interesting is, this story. Is cur- you saying this is happening now or this happened? Yeah, yeah, this is happening. Like, I, the the first tweet from Mike Yuva was like 10 minutes ago, and then there was another one. It's like, there was another dust-up, and two more people have been escorted off the field. So it's unfolding right now. And people brawling as we speak. Yeah, that's such an interesting situation, because if you're, if you're a guy that's trying to make the team, mm. you get kicked out of practice. Mm-hmm. Is that good for you? Is that bad for you? Maybe a coach sees that it's it's really it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll be curious to see how this shakes out, and especially once we get kind of the names of everybody involved in this, whether these end up being roster guys or not roster guys. We'll see. 803-404-6100. Text line, Twitter, at Pearson Fowler, at Coach P Tweets, at GC, Chris Clark, at Wes Mitchell, GC. 
We'll wrap up the poll question and put on our creative caps and try to think of some good NIL opportunities. I've been inspired by a Nebraska wide receiver who's put together a fantastic NIL deal for himself. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 1149, Tuesday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Wes Mitchell, Preston Thorne, Chris Clark here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios of 107.5 The Game. Putting on our thinking caps, getting creative. So last week, I saw somebody put out the all-name team in college football. Did you guys see this? I mean, like yes. hearkening back to the Key and Peel skit, some fantastic names, Bumper Pool, Kool-Aid McKinstry, one that really caught my attention was Nebraska wide receiver DeColdest Crawford, who, uh, I mean, I don't know if I said this, not that it took much creativity or any leaps to get there, um, but DeColdest Crawford has absolutely capitalized on his name, image, and likeness with an awesome new NIL deal. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is DeColdest. I'm always DeColdest. SOS Hey, this is Dakota Scrawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from Dakota's. We'll keep you cool this summer. Shout out to Dakota Scrawford, my new favorite player in college football. It's like his His parents must be from the future. They knew that when he was in college, he was going to get NIL deals, and then they named him DeColdis so that he could land the deal like this. This is perfect. This is what NIL is all about for me. That's a big name to live up to. Yes. Because you indeed have to be DeColdis on the <laughs> field or else you're out there getting cooked as a, you know, like <laughs> a, a, a DB that's getting cooked out there. It's like, oh, man. So he, they definitely put a target on his back with that name for sure. Yeah. It's ambitious. I love it, though. So you and I have kind of bantered about with some other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Pickens, especially, that name lends itself to a lot. Like, well, what did we decide? Was go to a farmer's market? Well, yeah, we said he could do either do a farmer's market or maybe like an antique road show. Yeah. Maybe like Pickens with Pickens. Pickens with Pickens. Somebody, mm. somebody taste that in oh, and it yeah. was like, man, that's, that's really good. That was really strong. What are some other opportunities that are on the table? There's some, there's some cool names, some unique names on this team. Wes, Chris, what are some... Some NIL opportunities that are just like just waiting for somebody to contact Garnet Trust and facilitate this deal. I mean, low hanging fruit, but you do have a, a Juice Wells on the team. So, Good one. Um, any any Juice company um, would would be a pretty easy target there. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm trying to think who else, who else we. By got? the way, that Decoldis Crawford I saw this morning. I think it's gotten three million views. <laughs> So pretty high ROI for that company, whatever they paid. Yeah, I was going to say, well, shout out if, to that company. If you're, if yeah, you're listening you in Columbia, Perfect. I don't know if they service your area, but <laughs> I mean, that's like that's seriously what this is all about or what, what it should be. Everyone's mad about pay for play. This is what NIL is. I, I've got one. And I was telling Preston, off, we brought this up the other day. You remember we were trying to figure out the origin of like uh, juju beans or yeah. jujubes? Ju, juju beans with juju McDowell. I don't know if they make those anymore. Ah. Oh. That, that, it's a very old candy. You can still, like, buy them 
places, Maybe but like I don't a know. Mass General or somewhere that has old candy. Maybe they could bring them back. Like everybody's bringing everything yeah, back. Exactly. So Juju so Juju or yeah. something like that. That's my new one. my new favorite player on the team, as we discussed the other day. Juju. Um, yeah. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you, hot, you hot Rod Finn. Hot Rod Finn. That's a good one. Lots, lots. The like body shop. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lots feel like there's like there. a past the Lavoisier type of, you know, <laughs> synergy there. Very impressive. <laughs> Very impressed. Yeah. Very impressed. I hadn't thought about this. And actually, he was in the studio recording some of these spots the other day. And I've seen him on Twitter. Uh, but Mo Kaba doing the local equipment. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I didn't think about Mo. Mm, like with a I didn't either. Oh. Oh. I like it. That's really good. I was. What about uh, Cam Ree Smith? You could just have him driving like a <laughs> sedan, just a regular family sedan. He's like, my car may be boring, but my play is exciting. Or something Cam like Ree that. Smith. That's Cam really good. Can you Smith? hit the little clap button over there? Phenomenal. That was yep. at least a ding. There we go. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Oh, that was. I may drive really this mid family, mid sized family sedan, but trust me, my play is more exciting than. <laughs> Um, somebody said something for tree next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, local. I, I can't believe we didn't think of this one first. Darius rush for rushes. Oh yeah. I mean, Bang. easy. That one's that's great right there. That's great. By the that way, that one should happen. I mean, <laughs> rushes does a lot happen. of advertising. I want to yeah. see Pickens with Pickens YouTube channel. You go to a farmer's market or a yard sale and Pickens. Yeah, he just goes around and he picks up fresh produce and he's like, nah, this is bruised. Yeah. Probably not going to be. He knocks on a watermelon. He's like, it's not sweet. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like you know where what? we're going with I, this. I could see Zach doing that now. We've seen more of his personality mm-hmm. in the last year. I feel like he could have some fun with that. Uh, I mean, there's any for any like uh, pesticide or, you know, we could have watch out for the rattlesnakes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, you know, the rattlers, could, the rattlers yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like a boot company, maybe. There you go. Snake boots. Yeah. There's a boot company that may do a deal with some players, I've heard, there out in go. Texas. That's so good. That might make sense. Um, shout out to Mr. Lollamandeer, my art teacher from uh, elementary school. Says so many options for boogie. Yeah, what's a good one for boogie? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Um, we don't have any discotheques around here. <laughs> bring back the boogie. Uh, boogie boarding. Anybody familiar? Anybody remember yeah. that pastime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe there's a Myrtle Beach, one of those cheap. Shops on the side, you know, yeah, selling yeah. eagles, selling, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the wings, selling boogie boards. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just cracked up. I'm looking it. over the roster for ideas and just cracked up because I stole press. Josh Van, yeah, he yeah, gets in a minivan. <laughs> he has he a family now. Sliding right. glass door. Yes, there we go. Do you need to get your car seat in? Try one of my Josh Vans. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tony says Rattler's appetizers at Texas Roadhouse. Okay. Uh, someone says Spencer Rattler for a muffler shop. Ah. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Shop with Kai Kroger at Kroger. Oh, how did we not perfect get that spelled one? differently? But still, that's, that's still a little integration there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as long as you don't have subtitles on, the the joke comes across. <laughs> um. Austin Stogner for Stogies. Joey Hunter. Okay. There could be some type of Hunter's um, yeah. shop or something. I don't know. This is free, everybody. Everybody listening, these are amazing ideas. <laughs> if you, you own one of the these Garnet companies, Trust, then let's make it happen. This is, yeah, this is so good. Yeah, so I guess this is uh, the Cato's power guy. 
with the hashtag Mo Caba. I don't know. I've seen that like 10 times and I never, or I've heard Mo do that. And I don't know why I never just put the W on the end and figured that one out. By the way, um, Lil Turbo. Uh-huh. I feel like Turbo is a thing from the 80s. Do people still put turbo boosters on things anymore? Yeah, not really. But, Everything's but, pretty maxed out. But a, a lot of a lot of cars come with, with turbo. turbo. They have smaller mm-hmm. engines now. Like that's the big engine efficiency thing is you put a smaller engine in there but then it's turbocharged. So <laughs> turbo. That could be All right, a thing. so to carry on Joiner, uh there's like the video game parlor down here on Main Street like Joiner joystick maybe. Or I mean, really anything that the Karen does, it's like, hey, join our join, <laughs> join, join, join our club, join our. Um, Mark from Twitter weighs in. O'Donnell Fortune oh. needs some type of bank, absolutely, in Iowa. or wealth management. Well, <laughs> wealth. I would management. say O'Donnell Fortune can just yeah, just be a money manager now. Just let 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 Mister Fortune handle your finances. Mr. Fortune. Mr. Fortune. I feel like... That'd be his license plate. I, yeah. I, I feel like Mr. Fortune might be taking my money for some reason. Like, I don't know if I yeah. want to trust Mr. Fortune with my money. Yeah. You know, I think he takes money. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Any other ones before we get out of here? I think... I think Rashad, think famous Amos. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Boogeyman for Halloween. Taco Bell with Jaheim Bell. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, okay. Tonka. All right. Oh, yeah. I just Easy. saw that Tonka. Easy. Easy money. Yeah. Oh, Leggett for a big and tall shops is hard to miss on that one with the nickname XL. XL. Because yeah, so Leggett is like, do you like nice clothes, but you don't want to wear a tarp? Like you have to go to <laughs> the big and tall shop. You like right in between big and tall. You want still want to wear nice clothes though. Uh. Come shop at XL. Tony says Stone Blanton for Cold Stone. I don't think there's a Cold Stone in here anymore, which is very sad. Mm. Really? Yeah. Not I think they're the all marble stone? slabs now. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the Great American Oh, system. there is a Cold Stone. There is? Yeah, it's on uh, Columbiana Drive. Okay. Hold yeah, on. For, don't give me more details. <laughs> they need to give us some money. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit that up. All right. We're running long here. We're out of time. We appreciate all of the great ideas. Y'all keep them coming. Uh, Garnet Trust can help you actually make some of these a reality so that Dakota's Crawford doesn't have the crown for best and most creative NIL deal for long. But also, in all seriousness, shout out to Dakota's Crawford. Halftime show is coming up next. Don't let this flop. The new podcast from Rolling Stone, focused on the latest TikTok trends and memes with EJ Dixon and Brittany Spanos. People on TikTok are becoming convinced that pandas are not real animals. There's a lot of trivia about pandas that just underscores how weird they are. Like, did you know they're carnivores, but they almost exclusively eat bamboo? No. They also pee upside down. (laughs) Did you know they love to pee upside down? (laughs) Don't let this flop. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.